Well, hello, friends. It has been a long time. I am so excited to be back. And I know it feels like forever, but I want to just catch you up briefly um, to where I am present day. So, um, you know, still, you know, working and doing all the things and traveling. Uh, those things were mainstays. But the biggest shift um, that I've had this year is physically and mentally, believe it or not. And I remember being appointed at the beginning of the year that I was going to take my health into my own hands and make sure that I did whatever it took to get to a healthy place. And I'm really pleased to say for the first time in almost 20 something years, now I had a, a nice weight release back in 19, but I've, off, I've um, got smaller than that point in time. And that success was that success, and it was a beautiful thing, and I'm not taking anything away from it. But I've surpassed my own goals, not just on the scale front, but from a physicality standpoint as well. And it's just the old added notion that if you want to change, you can change, and that you have to make room for the thing. So I remember seeing skinny women, uh, in the gym and they had the perfect little workout outfits, the perfect shoes and their hair was together and some of them even wore makeup. And I would just wonder like, man, you know, I wanna be that woman. I wanna be that person that no matter at what age that I'm dedicated to making my physical goals a priority. And not just from an aesthetic uh, standpoint, but also having the strength and the energy and the momentum to do all the things to help me through my life. And I remember when I first started, it started off just walking at the park by me. And before I was walking at the park, I would drive to a park that was actually closer to my sister's side of town, which is about mm, closely maybe 20 to 30 minutes away on a good day. And I loved that park. And then I decided that the drive time it was taking was also taking away from actual time that I could be out pounding the pavement. And time progressed and surely it happened. I became a regular in that park. And I remember seeing some of the same people walk at the same time, the same families, and I would see new people and then I would change my time. And just before we went into um, you know, the, the time change and it was still pretty light out, I would actually go walking at seven in the morning at the park. And I remember there was this incline heel at the park. And I'm telling you, my thighs would be screaming bloody murder every time I walked up to that uh, park, you know, and going upwards. You know, going down, no problem. But I'm telling you, my legs would scream. And I got to the premise where it didn't bother me. I actually enjoyed seeing how my legs, you know, transformed and they were getting stronger and they were able to do it. And I wasn't huffing and puffing like I needed an oxygen tank. And I felt so good. And then I decided that with the weather transitioning, that would probably be a good idea for me to start transitioning back into the gym. And I went at various times. I didn't have a hard schedule, but I knew you know, it would either be in the morning, sometimes in the evening. And I even got to the place where I was making it my lunchtime. It's kind of tricky, though, you know, because sometimes the traffic would be heavy uh, trying to come back from the gym. But I didn't miss a beat. I kept it going. And on days where I couldn't go out or let's say the time didn't allow itself, I would exercise right here at home. 
And what I found over time is that I developed a no excuse attitude and that I realized that this was a part of my life, just like going to the bathroom and brushing my teeth. Those are non-negotiables for me. Those are things that I do every day. And I am grateful that I get the opportunity to move around and use my body. And what I also learned in this process is that I didn't have to run, do HIIT training, or do a whole bunch of, you know, jumping around that, you know, in the past would have hurt my knees or I was worried about my hips, that I just walked. Like, there's no secret sauce. I just walked. And I would vary the walk pace. I would vary the inclines. I would do different things. But the mainstay was walking because I had to have a moment of clarity to say, if I couldn't make it to the gym, if I were living somewhere and I had to give up my gym membership for whatever reason, you know, because that gym didn't exist anymore, how, how could I still exercise? And I decided that for me, whatever decisions I made for my body physically, that I had to be able to maintain them for the long term. And I felt like in the past, I was taking on too many things that weren't working for me and I wasn't consistent. I would get easily fatigued running um, and I would also worry about injuring myself because I'd injured myself before. And I didn't always like to run and I didn't want to have runner's knees. And I'm sharing this story because I am not telling people not to run, not to do HIIT training, not to do any kind of training. But I say, find what works for you and stick with it. And what I had to learn in this process, it's being consistent, even on the days you don't feel like it. And I don't let my brain vote on how I feel because my brain will tell me, I'm tired, we need to go back to sleep. It's too early, I can't see. What if there's people outside? My brain will kick in and it will make all the excuses in the world for me not to do what I need to do with my physical training. But I have come to a point where it's a non-negotiable. That means that I have it programmed that I take care of my body and I do it at a minimum six days. I do it on a maximum six days a week. Now on that sixth day, it's not hot and hell heavy. You know, it's a pretty light day. And most of the time I just spend time in the whirlpool at the gym, to be honest, or I do some quick dancing in my living room. But those things feel good to me and it doesn't feel exhausted. And I realized like a lot of people, and I just saw this on TikTok, that as we get older and we don't have the ripping and running, as we call it with kids, we lose some of the extra added calories that we would burn because we're not taking kids back and forth and we are working at home and we're not driving a whole lot or we are driving a whole lot and not you know using our feet to to get where we need to go and I say this because the older I get I realize that there's a lot of places I don't go anymore and my busy life is busy in a different way, not in the physical way that it used to be when I had kids underfoot. So I have to implement for myself a way that I could still stay busy physically without it being exhausted, but also with it being realistic for me. 
And again, something that I can maintain. So this has been like the biggest game changer. And the other part of the game changer is that, you know, I, my body gets up at five. I don't like to necessarily jump up at five, but my body is like, hey, this is the time we want to go to the gym. Let's do it. Let's get it out of the way. And the one thing I can say about it is I'm not trying to fit it in. And don't get me wrong. I probably make it to the gym at five. Maybe if it's a it's a week, I'll say at least four to five days a week. I, I make it at that time. And for me, because the gym gets busier later, you know, in the morning. And when I was on vacation a couple of weeks ago and I wasn't waking up as early, I was going to the gym and it was after nine o'clock and it was packed. <laughs> and um, guess what? It'll probably be packed coming up because a lot of people have fitness goals. And I had to catch myself because I was complaining about how these people are going to come and descend on my gym and there's going to be all these people and it's going to be crazy. And then I had to realize I too have been there before, that there were many years where I would go hot and heavy for the first few months of the year and then my enthusiasm would die off. And I remember people making jokes and comments like, oh, don't worry about it. Half of these people will phase out. And that's really the sad reality if we really think about it. Because in the scheme of things, when we aren't consistent with our body goals, those goals don't go away. They just stay hidden. And I remember when I got on the scale a couple of weeks ago and I realized that I wasn't clinically obese anymore. And that was huge for me, especially being an African-American woman, where we're always given the pass within our community to be bigger and we're big boned and that's just how we're made and the BMI is incorrect. And I'm not here to debate, you know, medical science and what's right or what's wrong. But what I will tell you is more often than not, I wish more women uh, of black descent would take better care of themselves. And I'm not saying that we don't, but I, I feel like there's a lot of health disparities because I think the masses which tell people that, oh, black women don't want to work out, that black women don't think their health is important. And we know we're important because most of the time we are the mainstay in the family. And a lot of us, like myself, are single moms. And even though my children are grown at this time, a lot of people and my kids, you know, rely on me and not on their day to day. But, you know, we're still pillars in our community. We're still fabric of the lives around people that we we share them with. And I think a lot of times we sometimes also fall into the stereotypes um, by not making it a priority and making excuses. And I had this very interesting conversation yesterday with a friend of mine and we were talking about hair. And hair is a really huge obstacle for many African-American women. Our hair texture is different. We do a lot of different things to try to make it so that we can work out and still have a, what we call manageable hairstyle, you know, for the remainder of our day, because your hair does sweat or will sweat uh, for many of us that do work out. And it can be a lot to maintain. And unfortunately, depending on your hair texture, everybody is different. You know, a lot of us can't wash our hair every day and put it back together so quickly. 
And the thing about that is we try to adopt what we call protective styles. And even in the protective styles, there is some give and take with that because there can possibly be some breakage and there could possibly be some things still happening within the hair, even though you're not physically running a comb through it or using a heating apparatus, it can still have some damage even in these so-called protective styles. And I had to think back at myself that, you know, in the past, I didn't have a lot of money to spend on doing my hair and having my hair look horrible the next day. And I would try to do this thing with my hair where I would do like a lighter workout probably the first week that I got my hair done. And as the week progressed and it was closer to the time that I was getting my hair done, well, the workout mysteriously got harder, right? Because, hey, at that point, I knew I was getting my hair done. So no harm, no foul. I then just decided, hey, I'm going to just get my hair done in the next day or so so it doesn't matter. Fast forward to COVID and life. You know, a lot of women like myself, we are still challenged by finding a partner. And I call it a partner, not a hairdresser, uh, but a partner because a lot of people can style hair, but a lot of people can't make your hair healthy while you're being active. And I think that's the rub, unfortunately, that sometimes happens with African-American women that we're trying to maintain our own beauty standard and still trying to fit in in the world in some way. And then we have this thing where we're, um, you know, trying to take care of ourselves. And it's a lot. And I had to make the conscious decision um, that in order to free myself, I had to braid my hair down and possibly uh, I did some extensions in my hair at different times to give me the freedom, if you will, to do my workouts and still be able to pull my hair together very quickly because I I work during the day. I'm in a professional environment and I I have to look professional. There's just no way around it. I can't uh, go out for a jog and then come back and my hair is, you know, standing straight up on my head. Um, There is, you know, some professionalism that um, is required and, and I do have to show my face even on camera. And I'm okay with those things, but I had to make peace with how was I going to do this process. And I came about it a couple of ways. One would be, you know, maybe doing a sew-in. The other would be, look these up, by the way, if you're not familiar with these terms. The other was doing some type of braids, um, whether it be a lot of braids or just a couple of braids. And the third option that I've recently started exercising uh, this past December was a wig. So what I do is braid my own hair and I put my wig on and I've been doing that because in the midst of me trying to figure out my next style, I've been trying to find a stylist, not just a stylist, but a hair partner that I can work with to grow my hair out and to keep it healthy and understand, you know, the stress that, you know, I'm putting my hair through with all the workouts and that sort of thing. And I haven't found the partner as of yet. I'm still looking, but I am in the process of buying a second wig just to have a change. And I will tell you, in the past, I would have never thought I would have had this as an option. I love having my own natural hair out. I love 
being able to just have it blow in the wind and have my hair straight. That's my preferred method. But I realized that in order to maintain the lifestyle that I have with my hair, that some things are going to have to be different. And I had to get uncomfortable with doing some things different that I hadn't done before. And this is just a reminder of when we are shifting and we want something more in our lives, we have to make the space for it and we have to be willing to do the things that make us temporarily uncomfortable for the result. And I don't want to think about if I was so preoccupied with my hair, what would have happened if I didn't go work out. And the one thing I can say that I haven't uh, done in the past is be consistent with my workout routine. I think that I had somewhat of a workout uh, routine in 19 and I, I did a lot. I won't take that. I won't take that time period away. But the one thing that I do notice is that I'm not doing it around my hair. And I was still trying to do the workouts at that point in time around my hair. And now I've just given caution to the wind, so to speak. And I know my truth and what I want to do. And I think that's what we have to get down to. How important is it for you to get to your health goals? Does it mean that you have to do a hairstyle that maybe you're not in love with, but you like it and you can tolerate it? Does it mean that you have to find a hairstylist that's totally different to the, than the person you're using now? Does it mean that you have to join a gym or buy some equipment at home? I think these are all things that I had to get real about myself if I wanted to change my health journey and how it's going to look for the long haul. And not just doing it for a quick fix, but to understand that all of these things help my body be the best it can be. And I think that so many times, you know, people think there's a quick fix. And, you know, I think that in order to maintain it for a long extended amount of time, you have to have some things in place in order for you to do that. And you have to be committed. And even when I traveled for work, you know, I would purposely go to a hotel that had a gym. And if the gym wasn't available, and let's say they only had one or two treadmills, I would purposely get an area and just do an aerial view of the outside of the hotel. And if I just could walk, you know, if I needed to walk. So far, thus far, I'd, I didn't have to do a whole lot of walking outside. I was able to use the gyms at the hotels. But I did not want to have an excuse. And then there was one time that I did a routine in the hotel room. It was before I had a meeting that morning and I got up at six and I did about a good 30, 40 minutes of my own little made up workout routine. And it actually was so therapeutic because one, I was really nervous about the presentation I was giving. I was so exhausted from the drive before because I had to drive from my home city to, you know, uh, this other part of Ohio. And three, you know, I wanted to make sure that I knew the material that we were speaking on. And to fast forward till now, I no longer even have that client. And it's funny how life changes so quickly. Like you go through all these iterations for things. And in the bigger scheme of things, a lot of those people aren't even going to be around. And that takes me to my next thing. Like regardless of what's happening at work, what's happening with the weather, 
What are you going to control in your wheelhouse to get your health together? Because these things are going to keep changing. And you have to be just that committed to seeing what works for you. I hope that someone who listens to this gets inspiration and realizes that, yes, even after 20 years, you can get healthy and you can have a body that you're proud of and that you can achieve your fitness goals. And that even though it didn't feel successful all the other times you tried and failed, keep going. If I can encourage anybody, just keep the momentum and that will take you so far. So again, I always thank you for your listenership. You can listen to any other podcast, but you decided to listen to me today. And what a wonderful treat. Namaste, friends.